1: I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plain Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. So uh, Captain Dennis uh, put on his captain's hat and actually uh, put me through the ringer uh, since last week's show. Uh, and I went flying in his airplane. How about and that? And in the pilot's seat of my airplane. Yes, that was a first. Uh, Dennis finally got up the nerve to allow that to happen, but let's back up. Let's, let's talk about how this happened in the first place. And then we'll, you know, critique, critique my uh, performance as you see fit. Um, And I'm, I'm ready to take the abuse, but regardless, uh, this was a, this was not planned. This was something that, you know, we did the show last week and, and then a couple days later, what you call me up and what Dennis
2: well, my son, uh you know, he flies uh jets for a charter company. Well, apparently they they had an airplane sitting up in Orlando and needed him to fly it. Yeah. Well, you know how much fun it is to drive to Orlando, you know, not the parking very. lot we call I4. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's like, "Hey dad, you doing anything on Sunday? Do you want to give me a ride up to Orlando?" And I, all I saw, all I could think of is, "Yeah, we're taking the airplane. I'm not driving that." Right. And since I'm going to be there anyway at executive, let's get Greg a call, and hopefully Pookie will let him out of the house so mm-hmm. that he can go do some real work for once. And uh, it seemed to have worked out. Uh, it we did. We got you up there. I got you in the cockpit for the first time. So you got your first full-fledged flight instruction lesson in a complex airplane in the Mooney 201.
1: Right. So that was my first time attempting to fly a low-wing aircraft like that. Uh, and and I, I thought, you know, I, I did the 172 thing back in the day. I thought this is going to be really different, but, uh, but it really wasn't from my perspective, as far as when I look back at how things went, I mean, uh, you know, he, he did all the hard work, which was talking to the tower and, and, and working through all the uh, steps in that regard. So I just got to focus on, you know, running the airplane, uh, and just kind of getting comfortable with the controls, see how it felt. And I was surprised how it really didn't feel that much different to me. Uh, Steph, uh, definitely flying. Now we didn't do a bunch of go rounds and, and landings and things like that, but just the way the plane handled overall, I was quite, kind of surprised a Mooney 201 pretty sweet ride there, Dennis.
2: Yeah. She is a little bit of a sports car, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it, you it, know, you it, s- it was very responsive. And, yes. Yes, it is.
1: Right. And I, and I enjoyed it, but, uh, But, yeah, we got up and uh, flew out east, uh, flew out towards the coast, and and then we, uh, I don't know, did some uh, turns. And, you know, he said, okay, let's get into a 30-degree bank turn, uh, maintain your altitude and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was like those beginning type of uh, discovery type flight things that you would typically do to kind of get back in the, you know, get back on the horse, so to speak. And, uh, And I felt pretty good about it. I, I wasn't getting nervous or anything like that. I, you know, I was like, I, okay, I remember all this. It's coming back, even though it was kind of a different type of layout of what I was used to using. But you were really good at uh, describing everything and, okay, you know, keep an eye on the airspeed, this, this, you know, everything. We had other things like retractable uh, landing gear that I wasn't uh, particularly familiar with uh, for my training days. But, you know, the one thing about that, you just got to remember to put it down when you're supposed to and put it up when you're supposed to. Uh and, the down do We Moore remember
2: part. that? Yeah, and how do we remember to do that? Do you uh, remember the check I told you? Uh
1: that's not the gumps, or is it? That
2: is the gumps. It is the gumps.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
2: Gas, undercarriage, mixture, prop, safety, speed belt, speed.
1: Okay. So I got it. Uh the the undercarriage part, right? Correct. Yes. So uh so we did we put the landing gear down before I t- tried to land his airplane. So, you know, the the big uh, win from this entire thing is that we walked away from Dennis's aircraft after we landed?
2: <laughs> well, right? and it wasn't exactly the greatest of days to go take you out either. The winds Gusty. were gusting pretty good. We had what eighteen to twenty knot gusts. Yeah, so it was pretty you know, it was, uh,
1: windy for sure.
2: But uh, you know, it was re- reasonably close to the up and down the runway. A little bit of a crosswind, but right. not bad. But uh, I don't know if you realized it, Greg, but you basically did the landing. I was following along on the controls, but I didn't really have to take over. So yeah. considering you've never flown that airplane before, we did a pretty decent uh, approach and landing uh, with you at the controls. You know, you so. know,
1: see, I was telling my wife about this because uh, I was like, you know, look, we're in Dennis's air, airplane, you know, and he he's riding the controls with me. and And I was... Uh, you know, I was paying attention. We were talking back and forth. We were watching the landing lights and all that kind of good stuff, and and watching two two red, uh, two white, or go from one white, uh, two two white, that kind of you know, getting the glide slope right. And I remembered all that stuff, and we we're keeping the speed in check. And you were talking to me through that, and I was just trying to keep it lined up. But I'm like, yeah, Dennis is doing all the work right now. I'm sure. <laughs> That's honestly, I was thinking you were doing more of it. But uh but you're saying you were just writing the controls for me, huh?
2: Yep. I was just right. there just in case right. I needed to step Screwed in. Screwed the pooch. But- but I didn't. Um, as you notice, the the, air, the Mooney is actually pretty stable and, you know, yeah. very easy to control and very responsive. You don't, you're not having to, like on a Skyhawk, it just seems real sloppy, you right. know, because of the the, white, the cables for the controls. Yeah. where the Mooney being a push rod, it's very crisp. So when you move that yoke, it's moving the aileron immediately. There's no delay. There's no pulleys or anything in the way to give it any amount of slop.
1: Well, I remember when I was first trying to land, uh, you know, that Cessna 172 back in the day. And and especially when you're first trying to get your landings down, I think this is pretty normal for every beginning pilot. You have a tendency to overcompensate because of that. Because of that delay, you, you, you might pull back too quick or you'll turn one way or the other way. And because of that slight delay, like you said, maybe that's a little bit of that play. And you have to get the, used to how the plane controls. But I was constantly overcompensating. And then you'd have to come back the other way and vice versa. You know what I mean? Is that that right?
2: Yes. And part of that is due to the fact that the 172 lands at a much slower speed. I mean, the stall speed is just, you know, in the high 40s, I think, on a 172. Right. Where the Mooney, the stall speed is, you know, like 55. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also a little bit heavier plane, so that helps to dampen out things, too. So it tends to handle a little bit easier into the flare. It seems to be a little bit more stable, a little bit more solid. Yeah. Um, and I think in some ways it's actually an easier airplane to land in a Skyhawk. You know, well, you get a gust of wind, it doesn't pick you up nearly as easily as a Skyhawk.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that, though, as far as uh, you said it was mostly me, because I really didn't believe you. <laughs> I thought it, I thought you were really just uh, doing most most of the work. Because, you know, we didn't grease it. Well, you did flip but, me 50 bucks after well, well, hey, you know, it's the least <laughs> I could do. But, uh, but you know, I wouldn't say it was a greaser,, we, but we didn't like bounce too much or anything, or we kind of came no, down. that
2: was yeah. actually a very normal landing, sure, it yeah. wasn't one of those where you you don't know when you stopped flying, you had to actually check the altimeter, you know type of thing, right. but it was not, hey, where we just shot down yeah uh you know, it was a a very normal landing, and you mm. did manage to hold the nose off a little bit, so we weren't like. Coming on three point and right, banging the nose up and down the runway. Well,
1: so. and I, you know, I definitely didn't want to do that because it was your plane. It was a rental. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, it was Dennis's aircraft, so we had to be. And we uh, might want to use careful. that again to go to the Bahamas, right? Well, and then when we got For the keys, uh, yeah. And when we got landed, we saw his son, and I was like, hey, you know, hey, you know, uh, he goes, how'd it go? I said, well, look, the airplane's right here. It still works. What do you want from me? He goes, that's a win. So he was happy, too. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was a a very good experience. And, you know, after being out of the cockpit for so long, especially in that capacity, uh, that that was a good confidence builder, too. You know what I mean? That's really what it was all about. Right, Dennis?
2: I was hoping it was more of a motivator. So now that I've got you in there, it's (laughs) like, okay— yeah, uh, this is why we are doing this. This mm-hmm. is why we created this show. This is why I want to get my license. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'm setting that hook a little bit to try to reel you in to finish this up.
1: Well, when you mentioned the uh, Bahamas, uh, the Keys, uh, you know, where else do we want to
2: It all seems in reach now, doesn't yes, it?
1: Yes, it does. See, learning has occurred. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted
1: exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. To justplainradio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
0: off with just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle
2: all right guys here we go we got top seven answers on the board
0: mid-flight you'd
2: hate to hear the pilot say rj
1: we're gonna crash we're gonna
2: crash (laughs) all right paul we need this one buddy yeah this is your chance Howdy, folks. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to inform you that I'm blank. Lost!
0: <laughs> I like it. that.
1: <laughs> Lost! Oh. 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 <laughs> this is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and just talking about uh, my flying uh, adventures i actually have one i can share this week for the first time and god knows how long uh you know dennis was uh crazy enough to let me take control of his uh, mooney 201 took me up for i mean what you'd call this like a uh, refresher discovery flight Kind of thing, wouldn't you? Or oh, how, how would you? Yeah, that it? was a pretty good description.
2: Yeah, uh, because we didn't really get into any of the the, the maneuvers in specifically. Uh, right. We were. I I could have had you do steep turns, but it's like let's just work on the basics. You know, just flying, clearing. You know, doing a clearing turn before we start doing any of our maneuvers, yeah. and just kind of getting you back into the whole concept. You know, it was literally starting from the beginning. You you started up the airplane in the tie down. And had the taxi out. Yes, I got the clearance and showed you how to do that. You know, using flight now is a whole lot easier. You can just take oh, yeah. and highlight our route that we were cleared with a highlighter and see exactly where we're going instead of, all right, Foxtrot, then Juliet, then Alpha, hold mm-hmm. short, you know, all that kind of stuff. It gets to be a little intimidating um, until you get used to it. So... Writing it out, but drying the line is a lot simpler. True. So showing you how to leverage the technology. And Mm -hmm. uh, then we got out to the runway, did the run-up. Yeah.
1: And just get the flight picture back, you know, being in the left seat, too. I mean, there's, you know, know, when I uh, went through this whole process, you know, 12, 13 years ago, when I was doing it uh, hot and heavy, it's interesting to me how much of it actually does come back. And I always you know i've uh, made that comparison to finally getting the flare right on your landings to riding a bike you know when you're a kid you're getting the balance of the two wheels you've taken the training wheels off and finally you're free and there's just something that clicks right and you finally get the sight picture you get the flare to me it was very much like riding a bike you know and then what you know but it took a while to kind of get that <laughs> that uh, coordination going uh, some
2: of us are on the scenic tour well
1: so. exactly and it did take me quite a while to get that but but once it happened it clicked and uh for me and i think that's uh, a lot uh, you know I, I think a lot of people can relate to that because even when we did this uh you know the, the other day uh, to me that's kind of how it felt it's like all right you know it's coming back i remember i did this i did this i remember the site picture i remember the layout of you know, uh, Orlando, uh, executive airport and where we usually would fly to do training. And we talked about where we we're going to go and all this stuff. Everything was very familiar, you know? So it didn't throw me for a loop. Not that I, I think it would have, but, uh, I was, I felt pretty good after the flight from the standpoint, like, you know what? I remember a lot of this stuff. Of course, I need to, you know, get it more like second nature again. But uh, I was kind of surprised how much of it had stuck. Does that make sense? You think? Yeah. It, Were it you does. surprised?
2: To be <laughs> honest, uh, no. Okay. Uh, but well, but God. I would like to tell our listeners that yes, I was amazed.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's uh, you know I gave him fifty bucks. You better say something nice. <laughs> I greased the palm to make Dennis yeah. not throw me under the bus too much. But I did also plane. take
2: it you know really easy on you, knowing that this was really your first real lesson in over 10 years. Right. And, you know, let's take it easy. Just get the basics. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we have to do for the next one? We're going to be starting at the beginning. Uh, Takeoff and landing, you know, basic pattern stuff. You got that down. But we need to get out into the practice area and start the basics. We need to slow the airplane down. We're going to have to do some stalls, slow flight. And the whole idea of that is just to get you to understand the handling, how the airplane feels, at different airspeeds, so that when you're coming down on final, it's obviously not as responsive, because we're only doing 70 knots, not 120 in cruise. Right. So the airplane's going to feel different. We want you to go through all that. We're going to have to do, or do the actual steep turns. I just had you doing 30 degree turns, just normal turns to get that hand-eye coordination of, okay, we're turning in a 30 degree bank, now we got to pick the nose up a little bit to compensate for the turn yeah. to hold altitude. And, you know, there was a little bit of, a little wandering, but Honestly, Greg, you stayed within private pilot uh, standards on yeah. those turns. Well, you never got more than a hundred feet away, and you were able to correct and see what you were doing. And uh, yeah, that's that's the start. Let's let's build on that and start right. adding some of those additional tasks. Then we'll look at doing some ground reference maneuvers, some S turns, turns about a point, and.
1: Well, just like uh, any uh, you know new aircraft that you've never flown before, I mean, from the 172 and the Smooney 201, the flight picture is slightly different. Uh, but but you still have to you got to find that sweet spot that you're looking out in the horizon. Okay, this is what I'm I want to maintain, and like you said, find that point that you're looking at in the distance so you don't lose too much altitude when and when you're turning, and even when you're doing level flight. What is the picture? What should it look like, and all that kind of. It was all coming back uh for sure and, and and it was interesting too cuz when Dennis calls me up and he he talks about hey hey let's go up and fly we'll, we'll just have a fun have you, get you back in the cockpit and have some uh refresher type of thing and i figured we that meant we were just going to uh go up take off and run around the pattern a few times do some touch and goes and and stuff and and then you said no no we're going to go fly around and go find an area where we can go just kind of you know cruise and get uh, the feel of the aircraft. This isn't a good plane to practice landings in because it's mine. And uh, <laughs> or or what? What was your thinking in that regard, Dennis? Well,
2: the Mooney isn't really a great trainer for learning to do do um, you know basic landings because we got to put the gear up, we got to put the gear down. You've got a constant speed prop, so we, there's a lot more things going on. Yeah. I felt it was more important to just get you into the cockpit and get you comfortable again with flying and handling the airplane. We can worry about that part comes towards the end. You yeah. Know? True. And I ultimately, agree. Ultimately, you right. will get checked out in my airplane. I will get you a complex endorsement where you could actually go fly that airplane, but not until you get your private pilot license. Right. Understood. Insurance company's not going to be too happy about me turning a student pilot loose in a fairly high-performance airplane. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh but yeah you know I was I was surprised how well it handled. Uh I mean I did notice a uh, uh quite a difference in the responsiveness of his uh, Mooney 201 and I was like okay I could get used to this this is pretty or, sweet.
2: And, and did you get spoiled with some of the amenities in the cockpit? Uh As how about adjusting far. the trim? How hard was that? Did you ah. have to reach all the way up to the dash and nope. crank the wheel like As a skyhawk? An electronic
1: and- trim? a uh, little thumb controller i'm like yep uh, i could get used to that for sure uh, what, if, what if
2: you get tired about holding that heading and having to watch that wasn't it a lot easier to hit uh, the little button over on the right that says autopilot yes
1: and- uh, the only thing i was waiting for auto to blow up but he he doesn't have that uh uh element in his mooney yet uh we gotta add that though you know put in an inflatable doll in the back seat now careful what you ask yeah, <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> the next flight's going to be quite uh, quite unique. I Entertaining. Know, yeah. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation
1: lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: Frank! What? How much longer?
0: Three hours. Oh my God. (laughs) Can I watch what you're watching because the Wi-Fi is not strong enough for me to watch anything. You should have downloaded movies then. I mean, I also have to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's not good. Bathroom on the plane is busted. Mm, What? Yeah, but you can use the emergency can. Where's the emergency can? You're sitting on it. What? You just pull that cushion up and uh, get that privacy screen over there. Is it a number one or a number two? It's a number
1: one. Ah, let it rip. It's going to go out in the air anyway.
0: Just keep on
1: flying. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, Law. Captain Dennis. We just went flying. I was in the left seat uh, running his aircraft and... He was still able to fly it after I got out of the plane. So that was a big win uh, in my eyes and probably for his, too. (laughs) So we had a great time. Uh, And, you know, when we got out into the area where we wanted to just, you know, do some, you know, easy turns, get familiar with the controls, he just wanted me to kind of, you know, fly around in circles a little bit, just kind of get the, you know, feel for the aircraft. And we were doing that. And then he uh, goes, hey, here, watch this. And he popped on the autopilot. And, uh, and I said, wait, can you actually, you move the bug, uh, on the, on the thing there. And, and then the autopilot will do the turn for you. Yeah. Watch it do like this. And, he, and then it does. I'm like, whoa, well, I'd much rather do that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, wait, wait, don't you want to fly the airplane? No, no, let's do this again. <laughs> so we ended up playing with the autopilot and, uh, having it hold altitude. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? Once I get through this hard, Stuff of uh, getting all the flying down. I can see why it'd be so much easier <laughs> to do the autopilot thing. I know you got to learn how to fly the plane. You got to do that first and don't rely on it, uh, you know, all the time by any stretch. But boy, does that make a huge difference. And, and you just look like, wow, uh, that, you know, the autopilot kind of does a better turn than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, and it's nice too, is because it's like having it is literally like having an electronic co-pilot. So yeah. you can set the autopilot while you're trying to mess with a new clearance or some update. You know, you're not having to try to uh, deal with all of that at the same time. So. Right.
1: Well, and you know, last time I flew with Captain Clay back in the day throughout the Caribbean, I was surprised. That was the first time I was flying with somebody, and I noticed uh, after we took off, you know, he he'd clip on, he'd pop on the autopilot. And literally, we flew like that through the entire Caribbean. He uh, he hardly flew the plane himself, uh, pra- you know, almost never, except on taking off and landing. And that, but and that's how the big boys do it, I guess. Yeah, exactly, right? the,
2: the autopilot clicks on at about a thousand feet, and they don't click it off until uh, they're just clearing the fence.
1: Yeah. So why is the, that?
2: Because it flies a lot more accurately than they do.
1: Well, I was going to say the computra knows best. Uh, I don't think that's. Uh, what the FAA likes to hear, but
2: actually know. they do. Would they uh, prefer yep, that? Really? They would prefer that. I mean, okay. it's above a certain altitude, you're actually required to be on autopilot because they have re- reduced vertical separation minimums. Once you get above, I think thirty two thousand feet. Okay, and and that's because of all of the traffic. So we absolutely you have to have, to have the autopilot flying to maintain. The tight tolerances so that they can have airliners passing within a 1,000 feet of each other at the flight levels. Like uh-huh.
1: That. Okay. But for GA and the stuff that we'd be doing, you know, mostly, you know, under 6,000 or so.
2: Yeah, or under 10. Under 10 to 12, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. They. I mean, uh, the FAA doesn't care one way or another, do they? Or No.
2: They don't, but when you're on an instrument flight plan, they very much care and want to see that you're at a certain altitude. Or if right. you're flying in Orlando's Class Bravo and they give you an altitude, they expect you're going to stay there. So yeah. having the autopilot hold that altitude for you and hold your heading to make sure you're not wandering around you know, while you're busy looking at the chart or looking for traffic over here, mm-hmm. yeah, it helps It helps make you a better pilot, I think, in many ways. Well, Leverage the technology to make your flying safer.
1: But don't rely on it enough that you can't do it on your own.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Right.
1: So you got to be, uh, you know, keep your proficiency up so you can handle the plane just as good, if not better than the autopilot. But once you get there, you know, you practice every now and then, and then leave all the heavy lifting. You know, it's easy, it, it's kind of nice to have the autopilot there and you're just kind of backing that up and watching everything. It's a lot less stressful, I would say, in that regard. Right. What yeah, but just
2: don't let your skills atrophy. Yes. So still still hand fly it. And you'll find that you know the majority of the flying I do when I'm flying locally and whatnot, it it's all hand flown. It, there's no point turning on the autopilot on a
1: well, you're flying play a,
2: for breakfast, you know.
1: Like a Porsche in the sky there. It's hard not to when you're aircraft. Yeah, you got a little of that kind of sports car thing going on, you think?
2: Yeah, you wear the Mooney. You know, you sit down low and your feet are stretched out in front. It's kind of got that sports car feel. It handles like one. Yeah. So yeah, why not enjoy the ride?
1: Right, and we did. You know, like I said, it was very. I wasn't stressed at all. I really enjoyed the the ride, and we were just looking around. I was like, yeah, I remember how this was. You know, and the sight picture of the uh, city of Orlando was fun to just kind of you know refresh my memory uh, as far as how things look. Uh, laid out you know it, it's it's so much more um easy to fly when you know where the hell you are all the time <laughs> you know what i mean it, and i was it, very familiar <laughs> right,
2: yeah.
1: with the uh area because it's where i did all my flight training so i was very familiar with where we were you know when you're learning and you're in a new area and you're trying to figure out like well where do i gotta go what do i gotta do you know but i had done it so many times i'm pretty familiar with the uh you know the airspace over Orlando, executive. So that made things just that much more pleasant and more enjoyable for the whole ride. And, and uh, you know, so it, this was during the middle of the day, and we're flying, and it was a great day flying. A little gusty, but it wasn't bad. It was actually much more smooth in the aircraft than I expected uh, it to be. But you know, I had to leave the airport, go take care of the rest of my uh, duties for the day, and you had to wait for Austin to finish up and uh possibly fly him back and he was ready to go to work and then you flew back home and then you got a call what as soon as you landed to come back and pick him up again is that what yeah, happened pretty much and uh, at that point you know, was it it already dark or what because it was getting later it, in the day
2: it was uh, about to turn dark so i flew into the sunset back into orlando oh, so okay and that, yeah.
1: that would have been nice a nice little sunset uh, uh flight right Yes, yeah, it was good. nice.
2: It was beautiful, absolutely smooth. Flew back into Orlando yeah. and had to pick him up because, unfortunately, uh, you know the airplane broke and they weren't able to take the trip. So, Not
1: yours, the one he was Not supposed there. To nope. work in his jet, and so yeah, you, you and you that happens.
2: Him up. I mean, maintenance, maintenance issues happen, and um, you know they they detected it on the pre flight, and so yeah, here we go.
1: Well, you know, after you uh, have a flight like uh, that after so much time for me. Uh, you know, I was walking around in my neighborhood the next couple nights, and I'm looking up at the sky, going, "Wow, look at that man! We got a clear night. There's hardly any breeze. This would be amazing to be up there." And you kind of had that that night. You ended up flying back with him, uh, and was it had it calmed down even with the gusts? Were the winds uh, much smoother even?
2: Yeah the the winds were down to about 4 knots okay. uh, coming into executive at you know sunset like that and the ride home was there was not a bump in the sky it was absolutely beautiful yeah so,
1: stars everywhere
2: yeah there was a scattered layer above us so we didn't get to see that much and very small very little bit of moon uh, lit so yeah. it was Quite dark, but it was very enjoyable, very nice flight. And as got closer to Fort Myers, you could start to see the, the the lights of the city on the horizon there. And so then you know we're you know trying to pick out our, our airport and get the runway lights turned on, lined up, and well, come in for a nice landing. And it was all that, good.
1: That's right where I I had stopped my flight training. I had done my first uh, dual night flight, and that was kind of like my last flight in training. And man, that was like the epitome for me. In my flight training, because I loved flying the airplane at night. I thought, oh, this is what it's all about. How cool is this? And then I I stopped doing it. So I want to fly more at night. Well, the good news
2: is my airplane is very well suited for you to pick that up. Um, That's one of the great use cases for the Mooney is to go do some cross-country, go do some night, go do some instrument. And guess what? Those are all the things that you need to finish up for your requirements. Exactly. You've got more than enough hours for your pilot license. Right. We just and, have know, to check smoother, a couple more boxes.
1: Uh, it, it looks cool. It, it's a nice, comfortable ride at night. And and, and you can look for the aliens. That's a little bonus. <laughs> That's just a personal issue, obviously. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to
0: flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encounter. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane?
1: Airplanes, airplanes, flying all around the sky. Do you think we can take off before he gets her? Airplanes, airplanes, flying. This is just plain radio, Gregor, copilot. That's me. So we were flying in uh, Dennis's Mooney two hundred and one. I actually got in the left seat, flew around the skies of Orlando. Uh, told uh, people after the fact because when I when I tell my friends that uh, I'm going up in an airplane or doing some training, uh, it's been a while since it's happened. But but I don't do it anymore. I don't tell them in advance because. <laughs> Every time they uh watch the news they're like, "Oh crap. Is that Greg?" And uh if so if they don't know I'm flying, then they won't think of me generally. And uh it is something that I know every pilot can relate to. Every time there's a, you know, small plane incident, and we had a pretty big one uh, last week uh yeah, in in Florida on uh landed on 75. And, you know, and I don't that
2: know was right, right down the road from us here in Fort Myers. Yeah. Um, and
1: whenever that happens, I mean, I know, you know, your friends or family go, hey, is Dennis home? Is everything good? You get well, those calls, well, right?
2: I got a lot of phone calls asking who my son flies for, because right. they were, they were concerned that that might've been him because he's based out of Naples. So, yes.
1: yeah. So, you know, it's a small community uh, in that regard. And even we were thinking, uh, could have there been any chance that we knew anybody and thank goodness we didn't know anybody personally but uh it just kind of goes with the territory i mean there's you know your friends are going to ask you you may know somebody in this situation this was pretty uh a pretty big you know news story i mean it made the mainstream media because you know the the plane was coming in on final supposedly lost both engines this jet right yeah it was a
2: challenger 604
1: and uh Uh, it it came in and you know they uh they attempted to land on the uh, interstate on 75 and uh, almost probably i mean you know when you look at it they, they could almost pulled it off
2: they did actually land on interstate 75 Yeah, They're, you know they've come up they found more footage from other people that were out there um and apparently a semi-truck was running a dash cam
1: yeah. and so
2: they actually have footage of the airplane coming, coming in out of the out of frame you can see it coming in from the left hand side and coming in and you can see where the guys were trying to kick the rudder over at the last bit um, right. and try to get it lined up and they did I mean they got it set down on the, the freeway unfortunately the wingtip caught the uh, the sound wall on the right hand side right and that's what caused them to spin out of control yeah and but c- my you know my kudos and my I have a lot of appreciation for the skill of those pilots they took yeah. a very bad situation and made it survivable for the passenger. Right. And at the end of the day, as a pilot, that is the one job that we have. Our pi- our passengers are expecting us to protect. They're, they're putting their lives in our hands. hmm And they did everything right. They got that plane down and got it survivable that the, the two passengers and the flight attendant were able to get out. Uh, it's unfortunate the pilots did not make it as well. Yeah. But... Uh, They did an excellent job. I I, I cannot praise them any more than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we don't know what happened. It's kind of odd that they lost both engines on the final. uh, And I'm not even going to try to
2: speculate. The NTSB has the aircraft now. They're going to look
1: it over. And uh, we'll find out. But, but, yeah, just the fact that, like, three people walked away from this. When you look at the uh, footage, you're like, wow, how did anybody even survive that? But, you know, they did. And, uh, you know, I guess, well, we'll like you said, we'll put it, uh, you know, kudos to them for at least doing that part and hopefully less of these, uh, type of, uh, incidents will happen, but, uh, you know, that's the, the thing you got to learn from them. We got to learn from what happened, you know, what, what, if people find themselves in this situation and in, in the future, you know, what, you know, what do we learn from this to, to make it a, even a better outcome than they had. So, uh, you know, it kind of goes with the territory. It's, it's never good to hear about any kind of incidents like that where loss of life is concerned, but once again, you yeah, know, we try to learn from them and, uh, and that's what, you know, if you're coming in on final on a thing like that, that's w- one of the options. I, I remember, uh, seeing somebody talk about the, uh, the, the, the plane and the incident and they're like, oh my gosh, what is a plane landing on the interstate? Well, Hey, guess what? That's one of our escape routes. If it's you lose a great power. place
2: to set down. It's nice, yeah. wide, flat chunk of concrete. It's
1: not ideal for the you know the cars, you know on the on the road. They're not expecting to see an airplane land, but you know people don't realize that is one of our uh, that's one of the you know worst case scenario options you have available on top of like lakes and the top of trees, right?
2: And it's not the first one even this year. Uh, there was the uh, Cessna Caravan uh, flight out of Washington D.C. that had an engine failure or some sort of an issue right after takeoff and wound up setting it down on the highway on the other side of Dulles Airport. Right. And they literally called the tower and and reported that we are down safely. Where are you? Well we're across from the Wendy's and Aldi's.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like we're gonna need you to hear traffic so we can take off. Get back to the airport.
2: But again, another situation where the pilots did exactly what they had to do. Everybody got out safely. So it really does reinforce the the training that is needed to be an airline pilot. It's you don't take it, um, you know, easily. You have to train and train and train and prepare for those emergencies. And that's why the captains are every six months. They're going back into the simulator for recurrent training.
1: There, well, exactly. And like said, hopefully, uh, you know, less and less of these uh, incidents will occur. But when they do, we just got to learn from them and try to just tweak the training just a little bit better. All right. So that's uh, you know an unfortunate. Eh, trying to give it the best spin you possibly can because there was a bright side to that and that people walked away, which is always a, a bonus. Uh But let's end today's show on an update that, you know, everybody is, they can't believe we haven't spoke about this already because last week this was big news on Just Plain Radio because right before we started the show, uh Captain Dennis uh, found a stowaway in his Mooney 201. It wasn't me.
2: No, no, no. It wasn't in the 201. It was in the grill of my wife's car.
1: Oh, that's right. It was in the car. Uh we we got to put the the kitten in the in the plane next. <laughs> She'll we'll find her way. We're
2: going to get her a, a, a set of goggles and a helmet and Yeah. Yep.
1: But She'll right probably before get her
2: license before you.
1: Well, okay. There you go the bar. The gauntlet has been dropped. But uh but yeah, right before we went to air Uh, Dennis come, you know, comes into the studio and he's a little out of breath and he's covered in grease. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? He goes, I just had to take my car apart to, to save a kitten. And I'm like, what? And then he pulls out the kitten and, and sure enough, uh, you know, as cute as a button, all white, blue eyed, little kitten, eight weeks old. You figure you found out. And, uh, now you have adopted the kitten. Uh, you've, you've called her Max. And everything's official you now have a new member of the family is that right
2: yes I do a little max has uh adopted me actually yeah. Yeah, well, let's get things correct here right she is uh, she's definitely uh taken a shine to to this house
1: and and uh, now I mean it's just uh you know written in the stars that uh, Max should be the official uh, just plain radio mascot we now have one I think
2: I, I think we're going to have to work her into all of our uh, press and and uh, photos. We'll have to get a little little picture of her on the side of the plane, maybe a little kitty. Side of the something. plane? No, I
1: put her up there on the dash. Let's take yeah. her uh, for a fly oh. around. <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. a few pictures, put them up at the website. They'll go viral, and uh, you know Max might be a little flipped out. I don't know. I, actually, she was basically born into her family in a car, so <laughs> she she how survived her, a could drive be? home.
2: If Forty-five right. miles an hour in the exactly. open air,
1: and uh, so why not? She could. She'd probably be. Uh, she'd probably adapt to the flying aspect. So our flying max might be coming to justplaneradio.com dot com soon. So I don't. Yeah, you know, Dennis already has the picture of the kitten dressed up in, uh, you know, air, airplane attire, <laughs> the hat, the goggles, the whole thing. Was that AI or did you do that? Yeah, it was AI. Oh, okay, My brother good. did that, that for been, us. That'd been animal <laughs> torture. On that disturbing note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there's no better high. Than teaching Greg how to fly.
0: the flying and the aviation lifestyle